0: well welcome back everybody this is Dr. Jim looking snazzy and uh
1: in my t-shirt Jody. I was like what, what are you doing I can't. so here's Fancy Jim
0: and Jody rolling out of bed in her t t-shirt and my ripped up jeans <laughs> hopefully those aren't on camera right? no, Charisse, thank you.
1: and here we go and, and here we go
0: just took a minute yeah so, again, Dr. John T. Martini, part 100. <laughs> the value system,
1: how much you love your partner.
0: <laughs> that was a good conversation. Yeah. I think that's shown up a lot lately. He's really helped me have that conversation with patients and then even at the interview, right? Because he was asking, or is this, we'll just kind of go back to it. It's like, have you like, just out there ever just wanted to achieve something or set goals and then you find yourself days or weeks into it and you're just like fizzled out mm-hmm. of it or just not even wanting to do the daily tasks that you set forth to achieve that goal. Yeah. Happens a lot. And I always get stuck with it too. I'm like, damn, that's what I wanted. How come I'm having such a hard time doing it?
1: And we ended up having a, a, a great conversation on foundations, you know. So your values and your foundations are a lot of the same. you got to make sure that that's what you really want. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, so I get all the time, or during that interview especially, he was asking, so how, or what type of advice would you give to somebody that you know, wants to lose weight or wants to be healthier? And I was like, well, first you have to figure out what their values are. Mm-hmm. And Dr. John talks about that, which we'll roll that right now, too, because he, he, get, he goes into it really, he, he depicts it and paints that picture very well mm-hmm. on what it looks like to set your values and if you're not achieving what you want then it's not your highest value right. and you either have to be able to switch your values or just did number one even determine what they are in order to get what you want mm-hmm. so
1: and on his website he has where you can go in there and get your, your values determined right yeah, and fill it out so take advantage of this guys I mean it's, it's an eye opener. Yeah. yeah.
0: So watch what he has to say and then visit his website for sure to do the do, do yeah. work.
1: We appreciate you looking, okay, yeah, with you being okay, that he's fancying I'm not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Bye, Bye.
1: So oh, when you talk about the, the value system, and I thought it was really powerful um, the other night when you were like, change out your values. So could you give anybody a, a little hint, like if they think they're really rooted, but obviously their actions are saying something else?
2: Well, anytime you want to excel at something uh, and you want to be committed to something, if it's not highest on your value, it won't be. Mm-hmm. So you have two choices. Either get real, find out what you really value, what your life demonstrates is important. Because I have people, like I had a guy, a young boy come up to me today. and He says, I, says, I, I know what I want, but I never get around to doing it. And I said, then it's not really what you want. It's what you think you want. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, well I, I know I want it. And I said, no, you'd be doing it. What do you keep being distracted by that you keep doing instead? Well, this. I said, that's what you obviously want. You wouldn't be doing that because in, right now, you're, whatever you make a decision on, you make a decision based on what you will give you the greatest advantage or disadvantage. You assume right now there's more advantage doing what you're doing than that. But you're expecting yourself to do this. And, and the wording tells me, you said I should be doing this and I'm not. Shoulds are outer injections from other people and not hearts. Mm-hmm. When your heart is driving you, you don't should yourself. You go, man, this is what I love doing. Yeah. So I explained to him, and a little light bulb went on him, and he was probably 13 years old. And I and I said, so there's nothing wrong with you. You're just having an expectation to live outside what you really value. Get clear about what you really value and honor it. Yeah. And he looked at me, and he goes, high
1: five. <laughs> I love it. He got it.
2: <laughs> and, and so many people, I, I ask people how many want to be financially independent, and they all put their hands up. Yeah. But only 1% but uh, really do it. Right. Yeah. So 99% of the people live in a fantasy they want to be financially independent but what they really want is to spend money on, like the lifestyles of rich and famous. They want to be a consumer of depreciables and liabilities instead of actually buying assets. And it's the investors that buy assets to get wealthy. The other ones don't.
1: I really loved when you were saying to be of service, because when we did our 200 today, I mean, that was, I think our first 98 was all about being of service, you know, and we threw in a couple of materialistic things. <laughs> but it has to be
2: a benefit to you.
1: Yeah. Not yeah. just
2: a benefit to others. It has to be a benefit to you. That,
1: what I love. What, 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 I love.
2: What, what drives you to want to do it. Yeah. I know, I think that's probably
0: one thing that I've struggled with the most is I could Projecting out or trying to give so much, thinking that being of service is what's going to make you happy, then you sometimes you can be really left empty or. Well, anything. if you're
2: if you're going out of fair exchange and you're not having a, f- a fair exchange transaction, the altruism will eventually become narcissism. So you want to make sure that there's a blend. You want to be able to speak up and say, "Hey, I'm worth something, and you're worth something. Let's have a fair exchange." The only thing that's sustainable is fair exchange. Yeah. So maintaining fair exchange is what builds. If I don't have fair exchange, and my business is affected. If I maintain fair exchange, if I get cocky and I start forgetting the people. Mm-hmm. It affects the business. If I get really humble and start negotiating away because I'm minimizing myself, it affects my profits. Mm-hmm. So I gotta make sure that I'm in equity, and and in equanimity within myself, and equity between myself and others to have fair exchange, sustainable. And then, and then when you do, when you find that that blend, it just it opens yeah. up doorways.
1: Yeah, because we were talking like uh, like one of one of my mission statements is to make x amount of dollars so that I can employ well-paid, integrity-based, loyal people so they can shine their light and let other people shine their light and then be of service to open foundations so that I'm, I'm getting that exchange, but it's just like being able to turn the light on inside of people, which I was watching you in the room the other day and it was just like, that happening
2: it was i mean that's a gift that's a well beware because a gift is just 25 or 30 or 40 or 45 years of practice because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people right. like, oh, you have because well, if you believe it's a gift you'll think well i don't have that gift so i can't do that
1: ah, if you oh, believe like if you
2: believe that i just put some effort into it then you realize all you have to do is put the same effort yeah. oh because that's I, i'm not gifted if you saw all the videos uh, of all my years of speaking, uh-huh. you'd be having hysterical laughter on some of the early ones.
1: That's good. Did you guys get that? Yeah, it's I not mean, about got a, a gift. nugget. I like it, that. It's
2: about realizing they just put the effort in. Yeah. You know, overnight so success is 25 years of staying with it. You have 10,000 hours. Yeah. Oh, more, more like, more like 300,000.
1: <laughs> yeah, 10,000 is minor. Oh, my god. And, I, and then you said at the, the conference, come up for pictures, hugs, all that stuff. I love that human touch and is that something that you've always incorporated or that you just found later on that well, I really mean, works? Uh,
2: I, I'm, I'm here to speak and I'm here to help people and if I just whisk me off, I mean, sometimes I get whisked off the stage
1: uh-huh.
2: and I go, well, I'm, I'm here to be of service to the people, so, yeah. um, and they go, well, yeah, but most of the speakers want to get out of here and I said, I don't mind, I mean, this, these are the people I'm trying to make a difference right. Right.
1: Yeah. and sometimes
2: yeah. answering questions is something, I mean, sometimes you get overwhelmed. I did a, I was in with 9,000 people, and we had uh, 1,700 people line up, wow. and it was three and a half hours of <laughs> signing books yeah. and things like that. But um,
1: but it's appreciated, like, I appreciate it. Well, which, it was, yeah. in,
2: I learned a lot, too. I mean, I, I learned what people need, and I get an idea what, they're, what they want to share, and sometimes they want to share dreams, and sometimes I can, I can make a bigger difference, and if I don't have a rush, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. If I literally have to catch a flight, I, I can't do that, but... Yeah. Sometimes I'm flying in and I'm landing. Like in Florida, I've got a, a gig on Monday night, but I land at 5.40 and I get to the hotel at 7. I have a quick dinner and then a function. So it, it, and then that function right afterwards, I'm going to probably leave a little early because the next morning I have something really early. So I want to get at least some rest. Yeah, yeah. unlike last night. Yeah, I did about three hours. My eyes are all Three hours sleep last
1: night. On, <laughs> On that note, some, maybe we
2: should let him get some sleep. No, sometimes I'm doing business in South Africa, which is eight hours ahead from yeah. here, and, um, and sometimes their day is my late night. Right. So sometimes I have meetings, and sometimes I get interviewed at weird hours. Because if I'm getting ready to go to Australia and they want to do interviews, sometimes the, my two in the morning or three in the morning is... I had a board meeting where was I in, in Honolulu the other day at uh, two to four in the morning two to four for a board of charity board out of London so that's when they were open but they had people from different parts of the world on this charity board and I'm one of the board members so we did it at two to four and are then they, I had an early morning uh, begin again
1: are there like any foundations that you're you're like locked into that you're like you, you really like to be part of
2: besides like I, I, I can't say that I'm locked into any of them. As long as I feel like I'm serving, I'll, I'll help.
1: Nice.
2: But if I don't feel like I'm contributing, like I, I was involved in one and I spoke up and I said, the, the, the objective that you're doing, I don't believe in. I'm going to bail out.
1: Nice.
2: And they said, Why, what do you mean you don't believe in? I said, you're about to be too, um, you're going to basically enable and disable people with your generosity. Mm. and I won't do that I said don't rob people of dignity, accountability, responsibility and productivity and what you were doing is they were about to build houses for some people that their total income could not sustain them mm. and in the process of doing it they were about to burden a group of people and they didn't realize that where they were building these homes there was, a, there was rainfall and there was erosion and that the maintenance on that, and the just the cost of that, plus the mildew and everything else, they weren't thinking of those variables, and yeah. I saw those immediately. Yeah. I said, I want to be part of this, because you don't have the funding to sustain that, and right. what you're going to do is you're going to make a bunch of disabled people out of it. I said, these people don't make enough income to even cover the maintenance. Mm-hmm. I said, so your altruistic act is actually going to undermine this culture. And so I bailed out on them, and I said, unless you're willing to make changes. They said, well, we'd rather you not be... Out, what changes would you recommend? I listed sixty changes Good. that would have to be there. Yeah, and they said, "Well, we're going to have to raise more money. If you raise more money and you do those things, I'm in." Yeah,
1: nice.
2: You. But you got to bring education to people because if not, you're not helping them.
1: Right.
2: You can't yeah. rescue people. You can't rescue desperation. It actually destroys culture. You got to empower them. So, so I have certain criteria that I learned. I studied stuff on charities and things, the Rockefellers and those people, and I and I got a criteria that I get, I kind of a checklist. Yeah. And I, I, there's some things I just won't, I won't touch. Yeah. And they'll think, well, I'm greedy. Well, everybody projects onto you, well, if you don't help us, then I'm a greedy guy mm-hmm. or something. But I, I do help people. I just, yeah. But I want to make sure it's really going to make productivity.
1: And, and the education part is huge.
2: I'd much rather educate. I, I'll do things for kids and schools and mm-hmm. educate people, municipalities and stuff. I don't mind doing that because mm-hmm. education, I think, is probably the most valuable thing I can give. Mm-hmm. And sometimes money is valuable, but sometimes money is not as valuable as education. Yeah. yeah. And accountability. You gotta have accountability.
1: Yes. You shared before the camera started rolling um, about um, the when you were at the library and he had said to you, um, "You can't take away your education." They can never take away
2: your love and wisdom. You gain the wisdom of love and the love of wisdom. They can never take away your love and wisdom. Yeah. And I don't have it on today, but I have cufflinks in the other room. I can show them to you that says love and wisdom. Hmm. Cufflings have been with me because they represent a lot. Meeting yeah. him was very significant. There's a little book called The Boy Who Barked that's out there uh-huh. that somebody in Australia, in Melbourne, Australia published out of my story. They took they, they recorded the story in a talk. I didn't uh-huh. know that. And they recorded it and, and transcribed it and then asked if I, if they could authorize publishing that as, as an inspirational book for kids. Oh. And I said, okay. We edited it and cleaned it up and I helped out a little bit and they published it. It's called The Boy Who Barked. Oh. And it has it in there. And talks about love and wisdom. So, before we get out of
0: here, if there was if with that experience, what are two things that you would leave with somebody, or that we could leave with the audience, if you had to leave two things with them? Well,
2: I would tell people to identify, look carefully and honestly about what their life demonstrates that's most important, and don't lie to themselves. What do they do spontaneously every single day or nearly every day that they love doing, that they just do, that they never let themselves down on, and they never let anybody else down on? And start from what you know is truly valuable to you because that you don't let down. And go through a value determination process. On my website, I have a thing called the value determination. If they do that, it will help them narrow what that is. And once you have that, you want to ask yourself, You you want to fill your day with high-priority actions that inspire you, or otherwise it's going to fill up with low-priority distractions that don't. If you want a life of inspiration, you have to prioritize and live by the highest priorities, and then serve people to earn the income to delegate. If you don't, you're going to live by lower priorities, you're going to devalue yourself, and you're going to be then, as a result of the unfulfillment, trying to consume other people's brands to feel better about yourself. And you're going to help other people's brands as a consumer, but you're not going to build your own brand. And the real you, the real legacy, the real authentic you deserves a brand. Yeah, that's great. That is really good. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Phenomenal. Seriously, I'm (laughs) going to hug you. Thank you. That was fantastic. (laughs) Thanks, Doc. Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks. That was really heartfelt. Thank you. (laughs)